I never knew this could be so beautiful. I just want to hold it. Welcome to the Active Marketer Podcast, where we talk about how to design, automate, and scale your business to the next level using sales and marketing automation. You can find out all the tips, tactics, and techniques you need to get more customers and sell more stuff over at theactivemarketer.com. Now, here's your host, Barry Moore. Hello, listener, and welcome back to another episode of the Active Marketer Podcast. I'm your host, Barry Moore. Just like to take this opportunity to thank everybody for listening and leaving all the comments in the show notes and on iTunes. I really do appreciate the support, and uh, I really do love getting great guests on the show and uh, having them share their marketing knowledge with all of us. And this week is no different. This week, my guest is not only a killer automator, he is also the co-host of our private Facebook group over at Automation Nation on Facebook, if you want to join us there. He is Chris Davis, Head of Marketing Automation for Lead Pages. So Chris has a wealth of information to share on marketing automation and how to do it at a large scale. So over at Lead Pages, they've got hundreds of thousands of users and they're running webinar after webinar. So there is heaps of experience and lessons learned inside Chris's head, and we're going to talk all about that in our interview. But first, of course, the shameless social proof segment, new iTunes review from Matt McWilliams in the U.S. iTunes store. Matt says, five stars, great job. Wow. The Active Marketer podcast is flat out awesome. Good production quality, easy to listen to. Very impressed, Barry. Keep bringing it. Well, thanks, Matt. I do appreciate you taking the time to leave a review in iTunes. And if any of you want to head over to iTunes or Stitcher and leave us a review, I'll be happy to read it out on a future show. But for now, let's get into this week's episode with Chris Davis from Lead Pages. All right, I'd like to welcome to the show Chris Davis, the head of marketing automation for Lead Pages. Welcome, Chris. Thank you so much, Barry. Very, very glad to be here. Always happy to talk to another marketing automation buffin like you. Yes. So what are we going to talk about today? Let's talk about what marketing automation is. I think a lot of people have a lot of misconceptions about what it is and how to use it. So obviously you see a lot of users come through lead pages over there and you had a marketing automation company before that. So I thought we might talk about some do's and don'ts and and how to use marketing automation properly. Does that sound cool? Sure. That's perfect. Lovely. So over at lead pages, I'm imagining you've got hundreds of thousands or at least over a hundred thousand users. Is that right? Yes, yes, we've <laughs> yes, we've got tons and tons of users and um we're just focused on creating the ultimate conversion product. Yeah, and that's one of the things I really like about uh lead pages as opposed to some of the other platforms. You know, you can sort everything by conversion. And then the odd thing I hear is, "Oh, you can't modify the templates very much." And it's like, "Well, you're not supposed to because <laughs> because we've already, we've already figured <laughs> right. out which ones are converting the best, so why would you want to go and change it?" Um, but anyway, so what kind of sequences or what kind of automations do you have in place over there? Yeah, uh, the, the biggest one, uh, and actually my, my most favorite, is our webinar sequence. Yep. Anybody who's familiar with lead pages knows that we, we religiously run webinars. Tons of them. Uh, <laughs> yes, yes. I mean, it is not uncommon to have six or seven webinars a week. Um, at lead pages. It's it's normal. Um, it was not normal to me when I started, <laughs> but it has become normal. And I think it's a testament to 
uh, staying true to your core values. Uh, Clay built lead pages on webinars. Uh, he, I, I was one of the early adopters. I was pre-sold on lead pages before it was even created. And, um, and that was on a webinar. <laughs> so he is an extraordinary marketer that has shown the discipline, the marketing discipline to stick with what's working and just optimize the mess out of it until it's like squeezing the fruit. You know, a lot of people squeeze the fruit berry and they get a couple drops and they're like, mm, that was good. Let me, let me get the next fruit. <laughs> you know, where it's like, no, keep squeezing it. There's more juice. Just keep squeezing and squeezing. So you guys have um, a giant, you guys have one of those giant webinar juicing machines where you're extracting <laughs> every piece of content out of it. Right? right. Right. Yes, exactly. And, um, it's really amazing. It, it is. It's amazing to see it work. Um, to see what works and kind of where it doesn't work, you know, in terms of, you know, webinars that convert, webinars that don't, follow-up sequences that convert, follow sequences that don't, all of that. Um, and when you experience it all, it makes you realize when you start looking at everybody else and they start jumping in marketing and think they want to do marketing automation and they've got like 10 funnels, 10 products, and they're all over the place. You just kind of shake your head um, in not in disgust, but like hurt <laughs> in pain because you know what it takes to get one fully optimized funnel up. Um, and when you see people all scattered, it's just kind of painful to watch. Yeah, for sure. So tell me a bit, tell me a bit about that webinar uh, funnel then and, and what, what you've seen is working and what, what doesn't seem to work. Or hasn't worked. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, one thing I cannot stress enough about anybody wanting to run webinars is that do a do not be afraid to repeat yourself. And when I say repeat yourself, do not be afraid to tell them more than once the date and the time, <laughs> the communication, and what they will get on the webinar. Yeah, man, I can't stress that enough because. A lot of people think that once somebody has registered and they, you know, they've done it once, I'll send out a go-to go webinar, you know, whatever platform you're using, reminder, and that's good enough. And um, unless you're established and you've been running webinars for a while, uh, I recommend that you just tell people all the time what they register for, what they're getting, when it's happening, and in a clear way. Uh, so something as simple as writing the date out, you know, June 15th at 4 p.m. <laughs> instead of, you know, 6, 10, 15. And it's, it's comical when I say it, but it's amazing how many people actually do stuff like that. So as clear as you can get in your communication uh, with your emails, we've, we've also found that, uh, you know, templated emails, you know, the branded ones with the logo and the background and everything. Uh, they're really good for brand, but most people just need plain text. Yeah. <laughs> you know, plain text, especially when we're talking about reminders. Yeah. Um, plain text, you don't have to worry about their HTML, uh, their images not loading in, in their browser and uh, everything else. Just, hey, starting in 15 minutes. Hey, see you tomorrow. Hey, in three days, uh, you know, so. Uh, and the other, thing, the other thing most people seem to overlook is when you get an email from your friend, it isn't all HTML templated with logos and all that other stuff. You know, it's just like a few paragraphs of text. Hey, what are you doing yep. on Saturday? Let's get together. So if you want to talk to somebody in a familiar voice, then, you know, you don't need all that formatting and logos and all that other kind of stuff. Yeah, absolutely. I, I know it looks good. <laughs> I know it looks good and, you know, uh, but you really don't need it. The other cool trick I... 
I heard somebody, it might even been you guys, said that when they uh, in GoToWebinar, like 10 minutes before the webinar starts, they'll go into the GoToWebinar platform and they'll change the name of the webinar. Absolutely. You know, like in brackets, starting soon or starting now or whatever. And then when you change the name of the webinar, GoToWebinar will send that out to everyone saying, you know, the name of the webinar has changed. And so it sends out a message to everyone that the it's been updated. So you kind of get a, yeah. a free a free message out from GoToWebinar. Absolutely. And I would never run a webinar without doing it um, because it's, it's just amazing. I, I alluded to this on our uh, on the Conversion Cats uh, interview I did, but people are busy yeah. and they can have every intention on attending your webinar and just get a call at last minute, a client that, you know, some work that you were doing, you get in the zone. And without that gentle reminder, uh, it's, it's amazing how, how it uh, boosts attendance rate. Cool. Very cool. And then, so what's the follow-up kind of look like? Yeah. So I, you know, I've, I've wrestled with this <laughs> for a while, Barry, because you, you know how it is in, in marketing automation. Sometimes when we think of, when we're approached with a new challenge, uh, we want to go all out. We want to build the, the most extravagant sequence that does everything and covers every case. Um, and that's what I did in the beginning. And as I started to get more familiar with the system that I created and understand more of our, our target audience and look at the feedback of some of the webinars, I realized that, you know, I'm, I, I may be doing some overkill here. <laughs> you know, I, I may be doing too much. So our follow-up system is, is really straightforward. You know, when you opt in for a, a webinar and lead pages, uh, we use GoToWebinar. So you'll get a, you'll be, we use lead pages to register them for GoToWebinar while adding them to your list, uh, your autoresponder list. Yeah. So that's one of the main reasons why a lot of people use us because it's it's hard to find a platform that does that. But once you're in there, you're going to get a, a reminder from GoToWebinar. And you can set up other reminders and go to webinars as well to go out, you know, three days, an hour, two days, you know, whatever, however frequently you want to communicate with them. But one of the things that we don't do is we don't rely on GoToWebinar to send all the reminders. Yeah. So we will also send a confirmation reminder just in case, just in case. And in some cases, we may send out an additional reminder. Uh, it just really depends on the webinar. And then we'll, and, and that's essentially the pre-webinar follow-up. And then, of course, post-webinar, uh, you know, I, I got to a point where at, you, at one time it was like, okay, who didn't show up? Who attended but left early? Who attended, saw the pitch, and didn't buy? You know, like, and those are, I, like I said, I have nothing against those three models or those three uh segments um to market to yeah. but truth be told a lot of people starting out barry don't know what to say <laughs> they don't know what to say to those three people so they can really simplify so when i first started uh it was just simplified by who bought and who didn't and barry you would be amazed at how effective that was just who purchased and who didn't yeah um, i was go ahead I was going to say, I talked to, I talked to a lot of guys like yourself who've been using marketing automation for a while, a lot of the kind of heavy hitters. And it's the same story. Like everybody starts out <laughs> wanting to make it super complex with a million branching logic yes. statements. And then everybody yep. else at the end just kind of comes full circle dude, to a simple, you know, a couple, three, four simple automations you can add people to and remove people to. You know? There you go. Yeah. So keep it simple from the start. It'll probably make, make your life a lot easier. 
Yeah, you have to do that because here's the thing. Keep it simple because you'll have the rest of your life to optimize it. Yeah. And it's going to take a good portion of your time to optimize it. Now, when you start optimizing it and going back to the, the, the fruit, squeezing the juice out of the fruit, when you're trying to squeeze more fruit out of it, then yeah, it becomes, okay, let me talk to attendees different than non-attendees. And then even in that, you can start breaking off subsets. Um, somebody who's attended a webinar and maybe downloaded my free report, yeah. right? You know, now I can talk to them. And it, and now I can start, you know, branching off and speaking real specific to these uh, different segments. But that's only until my simplicity has proven itself effective. So, Yeah, good rule of thumb is if you can't keep it straight in your head, it's not going to work. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes, I agree. If you need an eight-foot wide whiteboard to, to make it all work, it's not going to work. Um, yeah. So tell me a little bit about how you're tracking stuff. What kind of metrics are you measuring and, and how are you tracking that? Okay. So this is uh very, you, you've tapped into a new love of mine. It's like, <laughs> you know, like having a, having a baby for the first time, it's like, Oh, I've heard about it, but I never knew this could be so beautiful. I just want to hold it. Um, I stumbled across this, uh, the importance of measuring your, your marketing because at, at lead pages, you'll you know we're heavy advocates of split testing. Yeah. And, and and I'll admit, I'll, I'll admit this on, on your podcast. I wasn't always a believer in podcasting and I, you know, would use it in its simplest form, like split test the color of a button or a headline. You know, all of those things are important. But I think what you need, what, what people really need to understand is that you're not necessarily split testing to see what color is better or which headline is better. It's to get information from your following that you can make educated decisions on. So uh, the more information that you get, or I should say, the more you can act, <laughs> the more you can intelligently act on the information that you get, the stronger your business is. And starting out, you're not going to know what to measure. That's just, you don't have experience, right? Wow. So um, some of the things that that we measure are, of course, website traffic, and we like to tie that website traffic with our CRM because that's telling a very major story on the the journey of the customer. Now we're using Infusionsoft right now, so all of my Infusionsoft users out there know that that's just simply not possible. So there's other ways to do it with tools like Kissmetrics, and uh, there's various platforms. Well, there aren't various platforms. There's only really a handful of platforms um, that I know of for marketing analytics, which is Kissmetrics and HubSpot. But we, what we're concerned to get to the <laughs> back to the core of your question is, you know, we're measuring show up rate, okay? We're measuring conversion rates of entire campaigns. So we're, we're running paid media. I want to know the conversion rate from the very beginning, the source, whether it's Facebook or Google, um, all the way to the customer. And we're also measuring that time that it takes. So in, in at lead pages, we want to know how long does it take for somebody to become a customer? Yeah. Right. And how does that change when it's paid media, when it's uh, a blog subscriber? you know, or when it's a webinar attending. Yeah, I was, um, uh, my very first guest on the podcast with James Schramko. I don't know if you're familiar with him, but uh, yes, yes, I am. he's a very clever dude and always tracks and measures everything. And he was sharing some of his metrics with me about, um, I can't remember the platform he uses right off the top of my head now, but, um, 
Say so, launch report? No, it, 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 it's um, it's one of the metrics platforms. I'll have to look it up. Oh, it the show metrics, notes. okay. And it yeah. was there was 28 touch points he'd had with this customer before they bought something, you know. But and he could track wow. it all the way back, like how many days it was, yep. which <laughs> which blog posts they've listened to, which podcast, which emails, like yeah. 20, 28 touch points until they bought something. So it was pretty impressive trail that he had there on what that customer had done and interacted with. Yep, absolutely. And if you don't, you know, if you don't have a platform, if you're starting out with like AWeber, GetResponse, or something like that, um, Google Analytics is your best friend. In fact, Google Analytics is the bare minimum. If you put up a website, the, the before you think about logo and <laughs> all of this other crazy stuff, you need to understand that you need to have Google Analytics in there and at least know how to go in there and check the behavior flow. Yeah. Uh, through your website, just so you can get an idea and understanding that, oh, well, maybe people aren't going where I think <laughs> they're going. Um, yeah. And quite clearly, they didn't <laughs> They didn't have the same thought pattern that you had, which is always the case. You know, no battle plan ever survives contact with the enemy, right? So yeah, um, no, matter, <laughs> right. no matter what you think they're going to do, they're always going to try something else. Exactly. So what, what, uh, what technically, what techniques are you using to measure that through from, from paid media to the, the thank you page after a sale? Is it? Yeah. Um, this, this may draw some laughs here, but uh, the technology we're currently using behind it is Google Drive. Right. Um, <laughs> we've got marketing dashboards set up in Google Drive. It's a bit of manual, you know, labor. Yeah. Um, but that's, there was a point in time we were using KISS metrics, but what you'll find is that, uh, as your company grows, as your company grows, you have different departments that need to share information. And unless you've got like a database type solution that can pull all of that data out and display it to every, every department, how they would like it to be viewed, um, there's going to be some manual extraction. So even with KISS metrics, um, there was this, you go in and pull out the numbers that you want, and then we populate a, a drive sheet and, uh, do some calculations to report on. So the, the main, the main, uh, technology behind it is really, uh, Google drive. So um, are you just putting UTM codes on all your, your advertising and then tracking it through that way? Is that absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. That's, you, and this will go back, you know, I guess we're going to, we will backpedal just a couple steps to understanding that uh, Google Analytics is going to track that for you. Um, So we use that to see the effectiveness of our campaigns as well. And you can also uh, use the e-commerce portion of Google Analytics to start getting a value, like a a monetary value on some of your campaigns. So uh, we're, we're pretty Google Analytics heavy now. Uh, but we're looking at some other marketing analytics tools out there to give us some more information easily. Um, I, Barry, I, I don't know if you're familiar. Have you used Infusionsoft before? Uh, I have briefly. I haven't done a lot with yeah. it. Yeah, and I don't. With it. <laughs> I, I'm not bashing it, but everybody in the community will tell you uh, reporting in Infusionsoft is like pulling teeth. Um, so right now there is some ma- like manual labor. Not efforts, not work, but labor that's involved with really getting into our sequences and extracting the data to populate a drive sheet and uh, understand like how effective our our marketing is. Um, but we're we're planning on changing it. There's one thing in common with 
everybody I talk to that uses Infusionsoft, I've never, ever, ever once heard someone go, man, I love Infusionsoft. <laughs> I've never heard it. Yeah. I've heard people say it about Entreport. I've heard people say it about Active yeah. Campaign, but I've never yeah. ever heard anybody say it about Infusionsoft. Yeah, they, they do. You know what? They give you, they feed you just enough to keep you hungry. <laughs> you're never full. You're never satisfied. Right. They do just enough. Right when you get comfortable, it's like, oh, why couldn't it just do that? So um, it has its place, I guess. Yeah, for sure. All right. So let's say someone's just wanting to start out with automation. What kind of advice do you have for them if they're just getting started? If they're just getting started um, and, and they have their eyes on marketing automation, there's, there's two tools, of course, one I'm biased towards, but there's two tools that I would tell them to use in one approach, okay? We can deal with the tools first, lead pages, active campaign. Those are the two tools that, hands down, you get those two, um, you're, you're good. Now, if I want to make this general, you need an autoresponder <laughs> and you need a landing page platform, okay? And I would honestly, now, Barry, you... I'm, I'm going to do a, a shameless plug for you here. You actually have a very good uh, tutorial or class on Active Campaign. So I would honestly, <laughs> I honestly recommend it. Um, oh, well, thank you very that. much. Yep, to get started, so so they can at least wrap their mind around the tool. Right now, I'm not going to tell them to jump in the tool yet because what I want you to do is take out a good old piece of paper and a pen. And actually write down your objectives and map out your sequence. I'm sorry, Chris, but that does not sound sexy at all. <laughs> it doesn't, and it looks so <laughs> ugly. Um, but anybody that tells anybody that knows me knows that I, I have shelves of notebooks. I carry paper, like I carry a tablet of paper with me everywhere I go. I'm an avid note taker as well as like just a scribbler and mapper. Funny, funny you should say that. As you're talking, I'm looking at the top of my desk, and there are four notebooks sitting on the top of my desk. <laughs> yes. I, I don't know what I would do without my notebooks. I mean, I just I just have to, you, you, you know, when you're inspired, the time that it takes to get from brain to real world just has to be minimized with at the minimal amount of barriers. And technology is a barrier to me at times. So Yeah, I think, I, I think you're absolutely right there. That's a really super important point. When you're sitting down to plan out an automation, right? If you've got one of these flowchart tools, um, just put it away. Just whiteboard yep. or a piece of paper because you get, <laughs> you get all involved in the tool. And how do I get this box to yes. connect to that? And what, how do I change yes. the shape to be a triangle? And, and yes, you just completely there. lose your train of thought and all your automation absolutely. goes out the window. Yeah, and and then you know, very once you have your blueprint on paper, it doesn't have to be perfect. It just has to be to a point where you understand what's going on. Yeah, you can it, take this blueprint to any any platform. Yeah, and seventy eighty percent of the time, when I go back to look at it, I actually understand what I wrote. <laughs> <laughs> right, and I'm an advocate. If it's time to solve problems solve them on the paper first yeah for sure. don't jump straight into the sequence and be, oh i forgot to add this tag no 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 no. <laughs> don't yeah. do that yeah. because i'm pretty sure if you're not looking at the full picture that tag has a reason for being there you just it's been so long you might have forgot what it's you know what it's doing um but yeah i map it out on paper get your plan together and then go and build and of course keep it as simple as possible one funnel one funnel is all you need. Focus on one funnel, 
measure it and, and optimize it until it's profitable, then scale that one funnel before you start introducing a whole library of products and funnels. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Get one thing right. You'll learn so many lessons in that one exercise that when you go to build out the other ones, they'll, it'll be three, four, five times quick, quicker and more effective that way. Right, right. Exactly. And since you gave me a shameless plug, I'll give you guys a shameless plug as well. Uh, I see a lot of I see a lot of products. We were talking about this before we hit record, but I see a lot of products um, that integrate with Active Campaign. Um, but Lead Pages seems to be the only one that does it the right way. So in most yeah. of the other pages, most of the other page kind of tools like Instapage, etc., they'll allow you to do API integration with Active Campaign. But when they say you know when, when customer fills out form ABC. Um, the question always, always is what list do you want to put them on, which is kind of the wrong approach completely. At least lead pages, right. lead pages allows you to choose which form you want to submit them by. And, and so far, that's the only tool I've seen that, uh, that does that the right way. So I'm glad you guys got it right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Appreciate that, Barry. Um, and just lastly, uh, what are your big do's and don'ts for marketing automation? Oh my goodness! This, whew, this could be a, <laughs> a episode two, part two. <laughs> right? I would say li- listen to what everybody else is doing and they're saying, but don't expect to get the same results. Right. Don't clone what they're doing. You know, when you're when you're watching these these videos or these platforms. Hear what they're saying and and try to understand it at a theoretical level, because once you own the knowledge of of the the theory behind the strategy, now you take it in your business, in in, in your personality, in your way of marketing and apply it that way. And what you'll find is that you you start operating from a place of freedom instead of like a restriction. Yeah. Because when you when you hear somebody and they're doing it's and it's so tempting, Barry, right? You see somebody and and look at look my my ten thousand dollar funnel, yeah. and you're like, let me just do what they do, and then you start doing it and you realize you have a different following than they do, and your engagement is different than theirs is, and then there's pieces of their strategy that they didn't tell you, and you're trying to figure out, so you become a slave to them. Whatever they do, you do. Whatever they don't do, you don't do. But you don't know everything. Yeah. Um, so it leaves you in this place of frustration. Um, so, so definitely don't do that. But what I will say is do get educated on marketing automation as soon as possible, as soon as possible. It's, I, I know it's kind of a new idea that's out here. Um, it's been called a lot of things. But uh, if, if I were to define marketing automation, it's the, the ability to implement software to execute, maintain, and update your digital marketing strategy. Oh, um, Yeah, so if you if you educate yourself on marketing automation and not so much the tools out there, oh my goodness, okay. Let me, all right, let me say, <laughs> not so much the tools, but you understand marketing automation from a strategic point so you, so you can start, uh, you know, you, you can start understanding where it fits into your business and then start simple. Well, like, like we alluded to before, one funnel, one lead bank, one funnel, and just I'll measure it. Please measure it. <laughs> and when I say measure, I mean, look at your Google Analytics, 
set up conversion goals. I, I know these terms may be new to some people listening, but but write them down and just research them. <laughs> you know, uh, reach out. You can reach out to me via Twitter. I'm sure you'll get my uh, information at the end of this. But set up your conversion goals in Google Analytics and track the, the performance of your funnel. Um, before you jump to something else, just one funnel, set it up, get your pages up, get your, your Google Analytics code on there, and then let it run. Let it run for a month. Then look back and say, okay, am I satisfied with it? If the answer is yes, then figure out how can I do it better or how can I get more people to experience it? If it's no, then focus on areas in because in, Google Analytics will show you where people are dropping off. Yep. <laughs> you know, just pick one and and tweak it until, you know, it's kind of like a, a leak, right? A faucet leak. Just, you know, figure out how to stop the leak first before you just say, oh, well, I'm, I need a new house. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Don't do it. So, um, anyways, I hope those do's or don'ts were 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 good enough. I I'm trying not to get off on a tangent because oh my gosh, there's so many out there. But um, I think I think I think that that's good. I think that is steering me in the right direction. And then, what kind of just lastly to to conclude on that? Yeah. So, you're tracking your funnel out there. What kind of metrics within the funnel itself are you looking at? Are you looking at you know? The yes. Opens and clicks on individual mails throughout the entire funnel, and then looking, yeah. for, looking for places where people drop off. And this is that. That's a very good point. Um, because there's a lot of marketers that live and die by open rates, and I don't. Yep. Um, I could care less about open rates, honestly, because how I craft all my emails, they have a single call to action, and that call to action requires for you to click something to get something. Yep. And I'm measuring the effectiveness of my marketing by my ability to get you to click. And clicking does so much for me. A, it's a very solid metric to measure. Um, unlike open rates where you have to have images enabled to even know somebody opened. And then once you click, you're I, I'm in control because <laughs> I know where you're going. Yeah. <laughs> I know where you're going. Even if you leave, you've landed on my page. And like I said, with UTMs in place, with analytics tracking, I know that from email you landed here. You know, um, so definitely when you're mapping out your your follow-up sequence, draft your emails in a way that each one has a singular call to action and that call to action should be a click. Um, some emails you will say reply here, you know, like when your first email or so, hey, reply here and say hi or whatnot. But um, going down the funnel, every email should have a link in there and the CTA should be to click that link and you should measure that. So you should know which pages are getting the most clicks which pages are not. A lot of times I've seen Barry, uh, people have video sequences where they'll have like a video series of three videos and then like a sales page right. and they'll see the engagement fall off, you know, from video one to video two to video three. Mm -hmm. um, and that's telling. So, uh, you know, take that information and adjust accordingly. Yep. Sounds great. All right, Chris, we might wrap it up there. I really want to appreciate you coming on. I want to take this opportunity to, to thank you personally for coming on. I know uh, I'm, I connect with you uh, online in a couple of different places. Uh, so what's, yes. the, what's the best place for someone to uh, find out more about you and learn more about uh, marketing automation from you? Yes. The best, the best and easiest way to get me is social media. Um, Autobiz is Chris, A-U-T-O-B-I-Z-C-H-R-I-S. Um, I'm very active on Twitter. It's actually my preferred method of social media communication. Um, and then, of course, you have ChrisLDavis.com, which is like the, the hub of me everywhere so yeah those two ways and you can't miss me 
<laughs> uh, and if you do, well, there's an automation to bring you back. Brian. <laughs> right. All right, Chris, thank you very much. I really appreciate it and uh, look forward to hearing more of your stuff online. Great. Thanks so much, Barry, for having me. I really enjoyed myself. A pleasure. We'll have to have you back to uh, talk some more. Yes, most definitely. I'd like to thank Chris Davis for coming on the show with us today and sharing all his knowledge and experience from all the shenanigans that happen over there at Lead Pages. Chris, like myself, is an evangelist for marketing automation, is on a crusade to educate and help people understand how to use it best in their business. That's why we've teamed up, as I said at the opening of the show, to co-host a face private Facebook group. Head over to Facebook and just do a search for Automation Nation, and you'll find us there. Join us on the group. We talk about all things sales funnel and marketing automation, and everybody else in there shares their experience with what works and what tools they love to use. Also, if you enjoyed the show and you got something out of it, please do me a big favor and share it with two of your friends. Um, It helps drive us up the ranks in iTunes and it makes it easier for other people to find the show and get all these marketing automation nuggets of goodness to put to work in their business as well. So once again, I do appreciate you stopping by and taking uh, the time to listen into the Active Marketer podcast. We'll be back next week with another Tactical 20 podcast. In the meantime, get out there and design, automate, and scale your business to the next level using sales and marketing automation. Good day, everyone. Thanks for listening to the Active Marketer Podcast. You can find the show notes and all the latest marketing automation news over at theactivemarketer.com.